0: Welcome back, builders. This is Dating Rules 102. Good on paper, not in practice. Let's get back into it. The alpha or the independent? Oh,
1: my goodness.
0: (laughs) I'll let you go first on this one. Man. (laughs) What has been your experience with independent women, quote unquote?
1: So the quote-unquote independent women that I've dealt with are not actually quote-unquote independent A lot of times the the only problem that I have with well, I guess it's two things like number one Is that you have to keep the same energy throughout everything if you want to be independent Don't try to be independent when it's suitable for you and not independent when it's not meaning Meaning that if you want to take care of yourself all the time don't all of a sudden, like, oh, I got you now. You do this too, and I'm going to do me. It's like, no, if you're doing you, you do you.
0: Even in a relationship?
1: No, I mean, because I'm different in a relationship. But what I'm saying is that if you want to sprout that you're independent, and then I'm paying all all the bills, like, how are you oh, still yeah. independent? Like, <laughs> okay, you're not gotcha. independent at that point. You want to you're part of a relationship.
0: Be a little bit dependent, and that's okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the other thing is, is that sometimes it's hard to build with someone that's a woman that has had to rely on themselves for so long. Mm. And because a lot of times they don't want to, I mean, I feel like either way it goes, whether it's a man or a woman that had to depend on themselves for a long time, you kind of forget how to compromise and you forget how to make concessions for the other person because you're so used to just getting it your way. Mm -hmm. When you're by yourself and you're independent, you can get it your way all the time. When you're in a relationship, you have to consider the other person in the relationship. Right. and i feel like that's a stumbling block that some people uh come across when like they're they've been the independent woman but now you're trying to be in a relationship you're trying to join with someone and you're so used to being independent sometimes it can be a stumbling block
0: i can agree with that i do feel like um in my own experience because very independent. Well, I know you independent. I do pay all my bills. Okay, like, but, I pay all um, my bills. Being in you know different connections and getting into a relationship, I had to come to grasp with either choosing to be remain independent or to do the dependency thing, which was very hard. It was a hard decision to make because it
1: was hard for you to say the word.
0: It's still hard. <laughs> anyway, we we'll keep moving. Um, because vulnerability is involved with that, right? So vulnerability and trust, right? So when I see, you know, women and they're independent, and and then they make the proclamation like all the time that I'm independent, I don't need nothing, I do it for myself. It's just like, girl, you don't have to keep reminding us. Yeah. <laughs> like that's number one, that's fine. But it's also going to come a time where dependency is not going to be a choice. You know, um, you're going to probably get into a season in your life where you need to be dependent and you need to trust other people because we can't do life by ourselves. That's why we're here together. So, you know, that doesn't mean invite everybody in or be dependent on everybody, but you should cultivate a circle around you that you can, you know, go to for that trust and that vulnerability and that dependency. Um, so I can see in my own like friend groups and stuff like that, where that has been an issue because I, I wrote, we roll in packs. Okay. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Independent women, you know, we stick together, but we also, we, it's a lot of us that have acknowledged that, okay, at some point I'm going to have to make a choice whether I'm going to relinquish control or not um, over some of this stuff. Like I can't be in control all the time. I can't, be independent if I want to be in a relationship 24 seven, you know, and I can't expect someone to want to be open and vulnerable and dependent on me when it comes to certain things. If I'm not giving that in return.
1: Hey, say it again. Say it again.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's get into this alpha.
1: (laughs) I feel all of that is a balancing act. And it's always, it's always like, what are you willing to accept? You might want something, but what are you willing to give up? Because there's so Ooh, many times yeah. where we think that we will we can have it all. And sometimes you can have it all. But more times in life I've seen, it's been times that you have to sacrifice because you know, I wanted to graduate from college, but I wanted to party too. Couldn't party all the time and graduate, chances are because you know, you have to put a little bit of work in to graduate. Mm-hmm. So you have to really it's like it's like I wanna lose weight, but I wanna eat all these Krispy Kreme donuts. You know what I'm saying? It, it,
0: I like Krispy
1: Kreme. I know, but it's a it's a balancing act. You can't eat it every day. You might not be you might be able to eat it here and there, but you can't eat it all the time. So it's a balancing act between what you're willing to give up. Like if you want to be fit, you can't just sit on the couch and think that you're about to like have a six pack. You know what I'm saying? Like it mm-hmm. just it's just work that has to go into it. And sometimes people aren't willing to give the things that it takes to get, get what they want. So that's why they will see celebrities and athletes they'd be like I want that but did you see all of the things that's behind it that it took to get that and are you willing to give those things in order to possibly achieve that
0: I agree with that Um, the other part of it was the alpha man which to me is the same thing as independency but because we like to assign negative connotation to women and not so much to men alpha
1: ain't bad we call men alphas alpha ain't bad that sounds horrible
0: and when you think about the, the way that it is structured to say like the alpha man is the lead of the pack or the alpha wolf is the leader of the pack, that's where it comes from. <laughs> but that's exactly the mindset that it, it kind of places in men. So men go throughout assigning themselves as alpha. And so they always think they have to be in control. They have to be in charge. They got to be the leader. You can't be dependent. You always got to be the one that have it figured out. And it's just like you don't leave space for anybody to do anything of service to you because you think that you're the one that has to always make decisions. You're always the one that has to, you know, implement plans and follow through and execute. You never allow yourself to really be dependent on anyone because you've assigned yourself this title. So I don't know, like, do you feel like you do that sometimes or have you seen that? And how do you feel like that plays out when it comes to dating?
1: I think so. I think some of the women that I want I've dated have wanted me to be more alpha, Mm -hmm. but that's not something that I fall into naturally because when I'm in a relationship, I feel like we're a team. If I'm if I'm if I'm in a relationship, you and I are one, and we're working together in a relationship. Yeah, to a (laughs) certain degree, (laughs)
0: marriagey.
1: I mean, I know how you are with your commitment issues. Um, oh, <laughs> call me
0: out. Okay, let me hush.
1: <laughs> but I feel like we're trying to build something. We're trying to build something together. So even if I'm planning... Even if I'm planning, I'm going to – if I'm not – if it, unless it's a surprise or something like that, I'm going to take your feelings into consideration. And the only way I can really know your feelings and your expectations and your wants it, implicitly is by asking and considering you in the planning process. Like, I might take the lead, but at the same time, I'm going to want your input in it. And so it is times where I will take the lead and you think about there are just such things as alpha females too –
0: when it you, is, but you, we don't we don't use it as much. We use independent
1: women. Right? Yeah, so so when you think of a, a, a alpha woman or an independent woman, uh sometimes when you just but just by taking a lead, that's too much for them. And and I've been in situations where they tell me that I'm bossy just because I'm trying to like put something together and it's like, how am I bossy? Like I'm trying to put this together and I'm including you. But I I've also dated a lot of women who will say they don't want me to plan stuff in one area, and then all of a sudden, why didn't you plan this? It's like, you can't have both. Like, I can't, look, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like
0: You buy it into, let's because I, I don't know your specific situation, so I can't speak to Can't long. say too but much. But this narrative you know? <laughs> that we're crazy, and we don't know what we want, it's all up and through here.
1: <laughs> I mean, I ain't saying it's all of y'all, but everybody is different and sometimes some some women, some men too, don't know what they want, so yeah, they they will talk out too they're not consistent. I value consistency, and a lot of times those situations be a lot of inconsistency so yeah, so that that's my story, and I'm sticking to it.
0: <laughs> that's perfectly fine, um, with the alpha males, it's just like I said, like you don't leave room for nobody to show up for you, and then you walk into every room that you enter. And you think automatically everything is supposed to yield to your thoughts and your way of thinking. And it's just exhausting sometimes. And a lot of times, a lot of women will conflate wanting a man who leads with wanting an alpha male, which is, to me, is two different things. I think because so. alpha male looks, well, not anymore, but alpha male, it looks good on paper, but the conversations I've had with men who consider themselves alpha males, I'm just be like, you don't, you, you, you just perform exactly the way you're supposed to perform. <laughs> <laughs> you don't leave space for nobody to do nothing for you. And you have control issues. <laughs> and and that's just how I feel about that.
1: And that's all fair.
0: Uh, where are we? The popular or charismatic one? Oh. <laughs> Why did you sigh?
1: Because I'm the popular and charismatic one. (laughs) That's Uh me.
0: That's me. Uh How has that played out in your dating?
1: So a lot of times, it's great. Like, oh, they meet you. It's like, oh, you're great. You're so charismatic. And maybe you're so charming. Like, this is awesome. But then they think that, like, we're together or we're dating that, my care my th- that all goes away like I'm not, <laughs> that I'm not gonna be popular anymore because we're together <laughs> I'm not gonna be charismatic anymore because we're together it's the difference between flirting and being charismatic but
0: uh-huh. you know what I'm <laughs> saying
1: but it's like you're still gonna be the person that you are and I feel like sometimes the women that I've dated will love that when they first meet me they're like oh that's great but then when they meet me and it's like I might not even do anything. I could be out and it's like people would just be fond of me and it's like women, men, whatever. And that would make them so mad the way that people react to me. And it's like I cannot control how someone reacts to me. I'm with mm-hmm. you and I'm going to make you feel like I want you in every aspect of that word. But I can't control if anybody else wants me.
0: How have I dealt with this? Uh-huh. <laughs> Slightly, I mean... um. I'm someone who's, who's, you know, pretty much confident once I am in a relationship with someone, I'm confident about our connection. So dating someone who is charismatic, which I usually, you know, kind of lean towards people who are more charismatic because I don't, I'm not particularly charismatic. I'm likable, but it's not the same thing.
1: I think you're charismatic Um, in your own way.
0: Yeah, but you know when somebody's like just overall charismatic, and that's just I mean, I know my struggles, though. I don't know. <laughs> Let me keep on with it. Um, but so I've dated several people who have been you know charismatic, and it's a fine experience. It's just when they start leaning to it too much, mm-hmm. where it's just like, okay, now you're being a little bit of a ladies' man, mm. now, we're, now we're gonna have to have some conversations because you are making room and space for people to come and disrespect mm. what's going on here. You know, it's not so much of, you know, you can control what someone else else's do. Yeah. You know, but it's what you allow as well. And if you're making space for people to, um, based off your, your personality, to be disrespectful, that's when we need to have a different conversation. And maybe you need to adjust from there. Not change, but just make some adjustments. Tone it
1: down a little bit. I mean, that's real. That's real. Um, I definitely used to be unaware of you gotta think about it. I like for me, I grew up I was unpopular, you know. I didn't have any friends, you know what I mean? Like women weren't checking for me, so
0: Aww, baby Rick.
1: <laughs> when I got older and like, you know, I grew up and like women actually were checking for me. I just ha my my personality had already been developed, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just being like not flirtatious. And I know it's like really a difference between being flirtatious and charismatic, but I I tend to notice now more, a lot of women now can't tell the difference because it's so few people that are, sadly enough, I don't feel like people are polite without expectation or reason now as Mm -hmm. much anymore. So if I'm polite or charismatic around women, sometimes I have to be very careful with the things that I do and I say if I'm in a relationship to make sure that they don't think that I'm trying to lead them down a path that I'm not.
0: Right. And and that's totally fair. Cause there is sometimes this suspicion, like what well, does this person want? They'd be a little bit too friendly. They'd be a little bit, a little bit too nice. And sometimes it could just be, but the person is charismatic, you know? So, um, I totally get that. And that's why I said, sometimes you just have to figure out, okay, when is it appropriate to make adjustments and when it's not. Yeah. Because sometimes it could just be someone else's insecurity that they might be projecting on you that not necessarily something you're doing wrong.
1: 100%.
0: mm, The creative slash (laughs) entrepreneur. Uh Uh-oh. Looks great on paper. But in practice, it's a lot of long nights. It's a lot of... uh,
1: Workaholic.
0: Yeah. Because especially if you're doing this and you have another full-time job,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: That is a whole other experience And I've even So I date a lot of creative people Which I didn't realize that until like recently hmm. So I, I date a lot of creatives and And I've had to have the conversation about Okay, you need to be a little bit more balanced Because, you know, you have a lot going on I have a lot going on I'm always making sure that You know, I'm creating that space But we need to ensure that we're making time equally for each other wherever we can. And it's a real conversation to have because being a creative entrepreneur means that you basically have another job. I mean, you got the creative aspect of it in the space you need to create. And then you have the business aspect of it because you need to promote what you created. And so it's an ongoing process on top of a lot of other life stuff that you may have going on. So um, have you dated other creatives and what was that experience like experience like? And also, with you being a creative and entrepreneur, how has that been in dating as well?
1: I've never dated another creative, and I almost what? I, yeah, I wish that I had because I feel like to a certain degree that they would be more understanding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but the, it's been the women that I've dated as a creative, and it's like it's dope. Oh, you 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 do podcasts and stuff like that, and that's awesome. And it's a prestige, and like I've even like even when I've still been in like the talking phase, like I was, he he working on his podcast, he doing that, and it's like that's something that they share with their girls and stuff like that, and it's all good until it's like, (laughs) yeah, it's all it's all good until it's like, oh, can you do this? It's like, no, actually, I got like five shows that I'm recording. I'm gonna be on this show, this show, and this show, and then I gotta edit all of that, and like, well, you seem really busy. It's like, well, it's because I. I'm really busy. Like, I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? And I, of course, you take the time to make time, but depending on what level and what what stage you are in that relationship, sometimes mm-hmm. you're not as willing to carve out time where you could be productive. It's kind of like that money thing. Mm-hmm. You kind of like, it's like, ooh, I could spend $5 on this or I could, you know, spend, put invest $5 into my business. Like, eh, I think I'll just right. put this on my business. So it's one of those situations where it's like, oh, that's that's cool that you do that, and I'm really intrigued by that. But if you're not willing to be understanding that sometimes I'm gonna be doing certain things, and even like, you know, that's why I can never be with a woman that's jealous. You know, single life right now, but I can never date someone that's jealous just because. I'm going to be working with, I work with all different types of women and you know what I'm saying? It's not, and I'm not going to stop working with a cohort just because you're uncomfortable with me working with a woman just because they're a woman. Like that's not going to happen.
0: So you feel like that even comes into play? Oh, for sure. How you go about creating and who you create with It that's been something that's come up in your dating?
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, because it's like they don't like that you work with women. Like you know, it's been situations where I've worked at a worked at a married couple's house, and the woman that I was with was uncomfortable with the, with the woman. I'm like, her, she got a whole husband there. We all working together. She ain't like.
0: It, I mean, it was. <laughs> it's
1: like it's like that ain't even the situation. Like I'm there to try to get some money, and you know, like like she was uncomfortable, and you know, it's kind of hard. Like you kind of at that point, you kind of pick. Like, am I gonna give up this part of my creativity, my business, or am I gonna give up this person that I'm dating? And I feel like that situation, like that, the, the response is different each time. But that's why now that I date, if I date now, it's like, look, you know, I work with women all the time. You know what I mean? Like you and I, Kay, we work together a lot. We work, we collaborate on a lot of things, and. The people that we with just got to be comfortable with that because it's like we we both gonna be respectful, of course. But we are not gonna start working together just because we are opposite sex. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah,
0: you can't sense. Flirt with
1: no no more of me, Rick. Nah, I, I, you you got a whole man. Like I I am not flirting at all.
0: <laughs>
1: not at all.
0: Behave.
1: i You see, I behave. Okay. What when, was the last go? Builders, go back and listen to our last episodes when she was a single woman and see how much flirting we did. Like it, it all stopped when she got a whole man.
0: <laughs> That's how y'all gonna track how long I've been. In That's the relationship. what it is. Like if
1: y'all really want to know when she got in a relationship, <laughs> listen to the episodes we've been on and be like, one episode, like I'm we super flirting because she was flirting back. She came from, but
0: it's yeah. all a part of the business <laughs> yeah. now.
1: now. Now it's a part of the business, y'all. I'm doing air quotes for those who just listen on audio. Air quotes. It's all a part of the business. but.
0: Hey, Builders. It's your girl, Kance, with the blogger, and I am back with a new and improved website. That's right. You can go to LetSpillFutures.com and get all the great blog posts that I talk about up here in one spot, along with your podcast episodes and LBF news. So make sure you visit LetSpillFutures.com and continue to listen for the rest of this conversation.
1: You know, it's just things change, but. We have a great working relationship and a great friendship. So that is just something that it needs to be understood from the get go. And anybody with trust issues are gonna they're gonna pull you back because they're gonna limit the things that you can do without them feeling comfortable because they're not comfortable in themselves. Like if you're not Mm -hmm. if you're not comfortable with me, like with me, I pour into you. Like if that ain't enough for you, then I could be in a, a box and you still wouldn't be happy.
0: Right. And and that that's me on this side of it. I'm like with me being a creative and entrepreneur, I'm just like I always know that I make time no matter what. You know what I'm saying? So that doesn't mean that I'm gonna give up everything. It, it just means I'm gonna have to work harder to make that time and to make sure that I'm giving at least equal parts of myself and adjusting where I need to. With that being said, the whole creative and entrepreneurial part of it looks great on paper because sometimes it really is. Like You know, with any of this stuff, like sometimes it really is great, you know, but, um, you know, you start off because you have that that understanding. Somebody who is creative can possibly help create with you and give you ideas and give you that inspirational energy. That's always a great experience. Um, But on the other side of that, you know, you do sometimes get into a space where the person might not be as understanding as they were in the beginning, Or if you're both creatives, then it gets a little bit harder to juggle all the things that you have to do. So, you know, that's something you have to consider that sometimes that's not the great aspect of it down the line. And you're going to have to work harder to kind of make it work. The spiritual slash religious one. Mm. So I put this one because I do believe in astrology. Um, I'm a newfound believer within the last year and a half or so um i'm more spiritual than i am religious i don't practice religion as heavily as i practice spirituality but i do believe in both and um i can see how a lot of times people will think they know you based on like things like your zodiac sign before they even get to know you so like (laughs) someone feeling like they're spiritual you know, it looks good on paper because you're like, okay, I'm going to have all this good, positive energy around me. Somebody who knows how to, you know, be peaceful. <laughs> and then possibly as the relationship and stuff goes on, instead of you listening listening to who I am, you keep assigning things I do and my actions and everything else to your own understanding through your spiritual beliefs and, and things of that nature. So have you experienced that or seen that in your own dating
1: yeah i've seen that um so i'm more spiritual uh religious you know and uh dating others religious people depending on where they're at it it could always mean a different thing people be cool with like being religious until you be like yo I'm abstinent, and it's like, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> it's all good until you just thought, like you you abstinent on there, and that, that kind of changes the the conversation sometimes. But mm-hmm. you know, the I think it, with anything, it still has to be balanced. So I'm 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 a religious person, but I am a, I am a human being. So there's things that I like, I enjoy as a person. I never want to be with. I feel like the reoccurring thing with this is kind of like balance balance. It always has to be some type of balance. I don't want someone that's so religious that that's the only language that they speak. Mm-hmm. Like they need to be able to do different things and be able to, even if they're into like astrology or whatever it is, even though I'm not really into it. But it's a story that I told on, on Coffee with Kendra, our, our both of our, one of our friends that uh, like I didn't believe in in any of that stuff until I was telling a friend about this woman I had dated and they they called out her sign, and it was like she must be this, and I was like, oh crap! <laughs> like, wow, That's she is actually. Truth behind it. And I was like, whoa, Jack. I was like, maybe, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't date them anymore. But maybe. and you know, but I, I just think too many times in society we end up uh, assigning characteristics of of people based on what they are into. So whether it's religion or astrology or whatever it is, we base whole characteristics around that, and I just try to make sure that I learn people for people.
0: Right. So the religious part, at a glance, it looks great, right? Mm-hmm. He believes in God. Yeah. That's all. Like, and you know stopped, what I'm saying? And then, but then when like, you start looking at how he might practice that religion, it's just like, okay, now you're really steeped into like the deep religion where those gender roles they don't have no breathing room. <laughs> <laughs> so you want me to fit in this mold that's been there for centuries that I I can't fit in that. Right. <laughs> you know, it would, it would be too much for me. So um, even on that aspect, and then I also um dated or dealt with, you know, a couple of guys who have been dabbling in their, you know, spirituality mm-hmm. and they'll be like, oh damn, you on Aquarius? I don't know about that. Like, well, damn! Can we get to know each other first? Like, and what does that even mean? (laughs) And and so, like, it's it's also that it's like you know whether you're expecting someone to show up in a particular way based on that, or you know you're going to discount someone because of it too. That's where sometimes it doesn't look so great in practice. Um, the communicator.
1: You're a communicator. I'm a, a communicator, and I'm a good
0: communicator. Cause I practice at being a good communicator, and I can acknowledge when I'm not good at communication. Sometimes, I think a, most of the time, because I self reflect, oh, so I say, might some, not catch it in the moment.
1: I was, I was gonna say sometimes you might communicate too much, but
0: sometimes. Um, <laughs> but that self reflection is where you can kind of catch that and you know go back and adjust and you know be better. I was talking time. about
1: can specifically, but.
0: I was talking about me too. First of all, <laughs> anyway, um, a lot of people like to lead with, "Yeah, I love to have convers- like real conversations." Yeah, I need somebody who's a good communicator because I like, you know, to do that in on paper and in theory, it's all great. But my saying is, everybody's a communicator until it's time to communicate. <laughs> And then that's really you really get into the the bones of whether somebody is good at it or not, and a lot of people just not <laughs> good at it. That's
1: that's very true.
0: Um, what's been your experience with that? One?
1: So I feel like anyone that I've talked to who said they are a good communicator. Typically, tend not to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of just, just what you said, and the thing is, is being someone who is a good communicator. I have been in situations where they thought that just because I was a good communicator, that every single situation I was supposed to perfectly be able to articulate every single thing perfectly in a way that they understand, even though we speak in two different mannerisms and I'm supposed to be able to adjust to exactly deliver the thing that they want. It's like, no, no, like, (laughs) like, not perfect. (laughs) No, not at all. And And the thing is with this particular situation is we spoke so differently and we communicated so differently. So it's like, I know how to communicate to 90% of people. You that 10% of people that I have a hard time, but I'm working on it and it's not always easy. So I feel like sometimes being labeled a good communicator as a person being a good communicator, that can be dangerous too, because people think that you just be able to communicate everything perfectly every time. Yeah. And you just can't can, do it. I
0: agree with that a hundred percent. It's it's that expectation and that weight on your shoulders. It's like, dang, I, I'm not perfect. I'm gonna mess up sometimes. Sometimes I'm not gonna get it in the moment. Like and you could be right, you know, in whatever exchange you might be having with the person. Um, they could be right. And the fact that you don't get it in that moment, you go back and you self-reflect, it and you can come back and be like, you know what, you were right, I was wrong. Yeah, that's even a hit against you, but it's just like, no, that's still healthy communication. Because you're not going to get it right 100% of the time.
1: Because communication, good communication is not always instant either.
0: It's not. (laughs) (laughs) And so a lot of people, you know, they put those expectations on you, especially when you have a platform like, you know, you're a podcaster or something like that, and you are talking about issues all the time and deep issues. People place those expectations to think that, oh, this is the person that is going to be good at communicating all the time. It's just not true. Um the next one is the caregiver. Yeah, yeah. Um for me I would say the the caregiver would be a lot of times guys get placed as like the provider, the caregiver and everything in their their families and stuff and they don't have any boundaries. So it looks good on paper because this person is empathetic, they care they're a provider you know they're they're someone that i can see myself being with mm-hmm. but in practice you don't even get a chance to actually enjoy being with them because they're getting pulled in so many different directions because they have no boundaries so they're always helping their family they're always helping helping their friends they're never putting themselves first they're always burnt out because they don't pour back into themselves Stop and start talking about me I'm just, you know, I'm just talking. If if you get hit with some words, I don't know. know. And my personal experience with some of this has been like, you step in and you start doing the self-care for the person, right? Because you want to take care of the person. And then they get attached to you doing that instead of them being able to do it themselves. So now both of y'all burned out.
1: Yeah. That's valid. I've seen the other side of that to where you have someone that's a caretaker and maybe they aren't distracted. Maybe they're trying to caretake for you. And sometimes that leads to them trying to take care of you in areas where you don't need to be taken care of. Some some mm-hmm. areas you want to take care of yourself, but they're so busy trying to take care of you that they're not giving you the opportunity to do some of the things that you enjoy doing or that you feel like you need to do and then that could cause friction in that situation because it's like they're it it start to feel like they're just constantly trying to hold your hand
0: I've been that caretaker before
1: and especially as a man it's it's a thing that's intrinsic with us that it's times where we, we need to do certain things in order to feel for lack of a better term manly and you know that's whether or not you agree with traditional gender roles or not you know i feel like a lot of things are starting to change but sometimes you just want to feel like you are like i always want to feel like i'm equipped to do the things that i need to do for myself whether i'm in a relationship or not like i don't want to always depend on the woman i'm with to cook all the time i want to be able to take care of that sometimes like i'll never depend on a woman to like wash my clothes or something like that everything like I'll appreciate it, but it's like I always don't need it done all the time. Mm-hmm. So don't mother me. I have a mother, right? And sometimes oh. I feel like caretakers mm-hmm. tend to tend to try to take that parental role, and then that feels less of a like an eros relationship, and then it becomes more of like, are you trying to be replace my mom? Like, what are you doing? I don't need a mom. I need a I need a mate,
0: right? Mm. Okay, you slapped me over here. Right? You all it. I've been that caretaker before, and I had to acknowledge that in myself. Where it's just like, you got to give people space to do their own self care. Yeah, You got to give people space to do, to adult. <laughs> you know, you want to swoop in, you want to, you know, always be the one that makes someone's life easier. But a lot of times you're being an enabler, um, taking on things that are not your responsibility to take on. And I had to hold myself accountable for that. In the reverse, I see a lot of men take do that too. They'll fill that father role. Yeah. Um I've been guilty of that know. too.
1: Just full transparency, I definitely have.
0: Yeah, um, they'll you'll do everything. Like you know, you'll take care of all the the major stuff. The the woman in your care is being baby to a point where she doesn't have to worry about anything. Yeah, which doesn't speak for her own strength, you know what I'm saying, doesn't give her agency because she is more than capable of doing a lot of stuff. I have to tell, um, you know, guys, a lot of times, like, sometimes I don't need you to open my door. I don't mind you being chivalry, but I'm not going to wait for you to do it. It's not a big, big deal for me.
1: You know what I would say? I don't care what's if you're it? independent. I'm still going to open your door and now what?
0: And now you're not, <laughs> now you're taking my choice away from me. So what's <laughs> more important? You know what I'm saying? Um,
1: Dang, you're making it difficult now.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just even small stuff like that. But that's what I mean because those, it's like more so of a control thing, which I had to realize it was, you know, the same with me too. So I totally agree whether you're taking on that parental role or it's just like you're not even giving the person a chance to care for themselves because you always right there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you don't give them a chance to grow and to be what they need to be in order to take care of themselves.
0: Or even to rise to the occasion to do the same for you. Yeah, because if they can't do it for themselves, how are they gonna do it for you?
1: That's valid. Woo.
0: Yeah. Um, last <laughs> two. Let me talk for a minute. Um, fatherhood, motherhood. Mm. Might hit some people. <laughs> that, that's um,
1: a, that's a that's a good on paper.
0: Good on paper, because mm. a lot of men will get points if they have one kid. A lot of women will look at that and they'll be like, "Oh my god." He takes care of his, especially if it's a little girl. Take care of his daughter. He's always with her. And it looks great on paper, but in practice, that also means that that daughter don't go away. You know, um, he's going to be able to, he's going to have to spend time and give this, you know, this child attention and stuff. And there's certain things that he might not be able to do in the relationship because of that. And I can say that from looking into other experience. I don't think I've ever really dated since my younger, younger years. I've never dated seriously a man with kids. So mm-hmm. have you dated a woman with kids? And then what was that experience like?
1: Yeah, I've dated, I've dated, I think a couple women with kids. Uh, but the thing, the thing to understand when doing that for, for most guys, that having kids is going to probably more than likely be a detractor for us. Because the main thing that you want to... First, that you have to understand as a man is that when, whenever you're dating a woman with kids, you will not be number one, period. And if mm-hmm. you're not mature enough to be able to deal with that, then you're not mature enough to be in a relationship with a single mom. It's
0: weird, though. <sighs> uh, I mean, with when it comes to men, women will look at a man with like one or two kids and they'll assume that he's more mature.
1: But I mean, in typical... In typical society, chances are, the one of the big factors I feel like is that the kids usually generally stay with the mom most of the time.
0: Of course, of course. So that
1: means that when a man is dating and he has kids, chances are he's still flexible to do what he needs to do. Like if you mm-hmm. want to see me, you gonna be able to see me because I like my my baby when, baby mama. But I don't have any kids. But you know that's typical. Like my people that I've known who have kids has been like that. They can still move the way that they want to do because...
0: Oh yeah, especially men.
1: Yeah, they, yeah. they can yeah. move the way that they want to move. I, I think uh, uh, we did an episode, the single mothers episode and we had two single moms on on our show, uh, Relationship Talks with Rick and Naiman and I feel like they did a really good job of talking about some of the things that they have to go through. I didn't even think about getting Danny. Like I could have got Danny on it too, but... Um, they did a really good job of talking about some of the things that they have to go through as dating, you know what I mean? Um, not just they're more than moms and
0: mm-hmm. and all of
1: that. So it's a maturity that comes with being able to date uh, a woman with children because chances are that that woman is going to have her children all all the time.
0: But see, I think that's the default mindset, and I think that's where it works against us. So more than likely that's the case. Yeah. But there that's are not, a lot of cases where, like because right. based on that fatherhood, that motherhood, you think that the person is mature enough for a relationship, and they're not. Um, so at glance, you're just like, oh, this person takes care of their kids. They, You know, the kids always, you know, look like somebody care about them. <laughs> they don't look crazy whenever <laughs> they post pictures and stuff. But then when you start actually being in a different connection with the person, you'll realize, oh, wait, you know she might not be really take care of kids as well as she should, or even with guys, you'll be like, you know, when the last time you spent time with your kids? I ain't heard you say nothing in a minute. And then the one time out of two months, he actually spent time with his kids. He posted on Instagram. And so now you thinking, you know what I'm saying? You've got that first impression from when he was doing that, but now you got a little bit more insight that, okay, this person just be flexing. They don't really be contributing anything to these kids' lives.
1: I think this is one that's different for genders. Like one, I feel like uh, it seems like it is good on paper on one side, and it's bad on paper on the other side. And I feel like you can go like that's one of the ones that can go either way. But I definitely do feel it's a it's a difference. It depends on who's writing that piece of paper down.
0: Right. So last one is the passionate one, or the one that follows their heart. And the builder that gave this to me, shout out to Professor T, Um, she said that a lot of times we are encouraged to follow our heart when it comes to dating. Um, And that sounds great when someone says they lead with their heart. But the logic is so important there because sometimes you're not supposed to (laughs) lead with your heart. Sometimes you need to use your logic, and a lot of people don't do that. So what has been your experience with that, someone who has this missed logic for how they feel um you know in your day in life
1: I feel like that's been me at times yeah, been I, me. I've I've definitely led with my heart and I think the thing that tends to happen is you tend to overlook things that you shouldn't mm-hmm. and uh you end up standing things that you shouldn't mm-hmm. <laughs> and but on the other side like hearing something like that it kind of makes me think of a free spirit and if you're always leading with your emotions there's going to be times in a relationship the longer it goes there's going to be times where that stuff wanes and waxes and wanes sometimes it's up sometimes it's down i would never want to be with anybody who leads with their heart in such a way that that they're passionate about me one minute we're not passionate about each other another minute but they're so passionate about life in general and they they become passionate about somebody else and they leave me because they they find a new passion. You know what I mean? I've
0: been that person.
1: See, dang, you shady. Um <laughs>
0: I, I am a passionate person. And I'm I am passionate about so many different things. It really doesn't take a lot for me when it comes to passion. Yeah. Um that's why I, cause I say I can be intense sometimes. I have to tell people that up front. I'm just like, once I'm in it. I'm in it Like You know You Especially when I'm talking about dating You now become A new passion for me Yeah So I've I've been that person That always leads With that feeling And not so much Using my heart But by getting burned So many times I learned To use that logic now And have those conversations With myself Which is kind of what LBF was born out of too Because it was just like Girl you need to talk (laughs) You need to figure (laughs) some stuff out So we'll keep making The same decisions Um, And it's okay for you to tap into that spirit of yours that wants to be led by these emotions because, you know, you can get in your head so much that you don't follow your emotions. That's true. Which is not good either. So, as we've said up and through this, balance Balance. is really the key to, like, having healthy, you know, a healthy connection with anything. Um, So, yeah, that's just me in it. As far as men and how that has shown up, mm, um,
1: that sounds dangerous.
0: I've it's yeah, it, it works the same way. It's just like I had a guy. Well, I had one of my exes, and I told him I was like he wasn't someone who wasn't passionate. He was who was passionate, but he was passionate about me. Mm. And then when he lost that passion for me, I felt it. I'm just like, God, you ain't you ain't what's going on now? Like you got nothing going on. You're not passionate about me no more. You know, um, and I don't mean that in just a sexual sense, but you can feel when someone is passionate for you. Um
1: That's true. I've definitely heard the inverse of that. I've definitely heard women say, I don't flip a switch, but they be like, it's like you flip the switch, like one minute <laughs> you was there, and then the next minute.
0: You out. That's
1: <laughs> it's kind of that thing. It's like if I'm arguing with you, like if we having our ups and downs and we arguing and we having a conversation about it, you good. If I don't, if you say something, I'd be like, okay, that's a wrap.
0: <sighs> you know what?
1: Beautiful I like this conversation
0: because, I mean, it really makes you think about like dating and how those first impressions really determine how you move and progress, you know, with someone. Mm-hmm. Relax, heal, and embrace a better you. Spa Danny offers quality yet affordable massages customized just for you. Let Danny create a space for you to hit the pause button. Who doesn't need that at the start of 2021? Why not start today? You can call or text at 843 687 2079. That's 843 687 2079. You can also message her on her business page at spa underscore on Instagram. Or follow her on Facebook at spa danny LLC. You can also book online at spa That's spa Treat yourself, be good to yourself, and let 2021 be a whole vibe. Yeah. And if you are really like somebody who is impressed by some of this stuff and if you have those experiences where it's just like, wait a minute, don't, this isn't as good as it looks.
1: <laughs> Not at all. I mean, but I, th- I feel like having a passionate woman is like someone like that, someone like you, a woman like you who, who takes that passion for the person that they're with. It's kind of like one of those things they'd be like, yeah, we want it, we want it, we want it until we get it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ooh, this is a lot. Like I don't know if I want it or not.
0: Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not that you don't want it; it's that you don't know how to receive it.
1: You know, because I, I had to realize it, yeah.
0: that too. It's just like if you you want someone who's the opposite of you, who's more open, who's passionate, who's this, who's that. But if you're not somebody who's used to being vulnerable, you're not used to being open, you're not used to being passionate. How are you going to receive this person? Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I have for this. Um,
1: that was a lot.
0: It was a lot. When I didn't <laughs> realize it was going to be a lot.
1: <laughs> you said you didn't realize?
0: We both over here on fumes.
1: What it is is that Camson and I don't have the opportunity to talk as much as we usually do. So, she missed me so much that we just had to keep the That's conversation exactly going. What it was, That's what right? it was. See, I knew
0: it. Go ahead and plug the podcast because I still want them to run your numbers up because yeah. you still got amazing episodes. So,
1: look, it is... so. Here, if you've never heard of it before, it's the podcast is Relationship Talks with Rick and Nate, man. And it's two African-American men, me and my cousin, and we're talking honestly, sometimes funny, but always honest about relationships. The very first episode is an episode where I'm talking about me getting ghosted by this girl that I had dated, and we went on this lovely date where <laughs> we went to see a movie in the park, and we're on a blanket. And, that date
0: was so perfect you and, you know, she, and she
1: just like didn't talk to me no more after that but you know everything works out the way it should but yeah so please go check that out it was really good content there uh, a lot of it k antoinette like i said has been on several different episodes with us so that'll, that'll be there if you want to know more about me i am working on a different podcast and i know that you just had an episode recently about colorism right
0: I did. It was a great conversation. I haven't... Um, well, shit, once they listen to this, it'll be out. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was
0: released probably last week, once y'all listen to this. But yeah, we, um, me and the Cruz of the Relationship uh, Status Podcast, we definitely dove into that topic. And I didn't hold back, she didn't hold back. Um, it was a great conversation. So check it out.
1: Yeah. So one of the things that I'm actually working on now is a podcast that's dealing with things from a Black perspective because... For me I feel like perspective runs a lot of things whether it's relationships and and dating or just general life. Sometimes we don't understand what we don't understand. Like the example that I give is that a white person won't understand the fear that is intrinsically there when a black person gets pulled over by the police even if they're not, if, even if they haven't done anything, probably especially if they haven't done anything. Um just like a man might not understand the fear that a woman might have going somewhere um by themselves and going to their car at night It's things that we as human beings That have different perspectives Carry on a daily basis And we don't understand the perspective of the other person So sometimes we could take it for granted And say something that's inconsiderate Because we don't understand where they're coming from With that So I'm hoping that that should be coming out In the, in the next couple of months But if you're looking for me You can find me at Diasism And that's D-O-D-D-S-I-S-M
0: all right, that's on Instagram. <laughs> Let on him Instagram. know. That's on so Instagram, dropping. Twitter,
1: the Clubhouse, Facebook. Oh,
0: excuse me. That's everywhere. On, on most of the streaming platforms. On most, most of most of
1: the Social. things. Yeah, you. It's. It's. I know you're tired. It's fine.
0: Social platform. <laughs> You guys know me. I'm your host, K Internet, and you can follow me on Instagram at k underscore the blogger. You can also follow the Let's Build Futures page at Let's underscore Build underscore Futures. If y'all don't follow me by now, and I say this every episode, please go uh, follow. And you can also uh, hit me up on Gmail at all things Gmail. Wait, uh, all, things all things LBF. LBF at Mm, gmail.com you did it she's tired (laughs) thank you and I hope to talk to y'all again soon bye